comics are old. Really old. Comics are so old that we don't call them plot holes anymore. We call it senility. Then you have to face the number of comics that have been made. We couldn't even face all those comics if we were in Leonardo da Vinci's mirror room, which he postulated would allow us to see ourselves an infinite number of times. <sighs> we're not that kind of history show, Michael. Sorry. More comics have been made than the number of times Adam has been told that he looks like any random black celebrity. And one is too many. We could say the same about comics. I'm Adam Sharif. I'm Robin Harmon. I'm Amy Garvey-Eckett. I'm Michael Garvey-Eckett, and we are your making of documentary at Comic Book Classroom. The podcast which condenses comic book history into a fun format to be the emergency lighting during the plane crash that is comics. This time on Comic Book Classroom, we'll be studying Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Miles Morales was created by Brian Michael Bendis and Sarah Pacelli in 2011, which means we're only looking at seven years of stories. He's Spider-Man, like if a man was also a spider. We know you're all familiar with the concept. A little over-familiar with the concept. The neighbours are starting to talk. Which means this should be a simple, non-convoluted episode, right? About that? First, we need to provide a little context by going all the way back to 2000. Marvel Comics created a side publishing imprint to modernise their popular characters. They hoped that reinvented origins and lighter continuity would attract new readers, like a bird with particularly impressive plumage. In this case, the plumage is an Uncle Ben with a ponytail and Wolverine with a soul patch. 2000 was a more embarrassing but less stressful time. This was Ultimate Comics. They had books like Ultimate X-Men, Ultimate Fantastic Four, and of course, Ultimate Spider-Man. And the world they inhabited was dubbed the Ultimate Universe, placing it within the wider, multi-dimensional, many universes of Marvel Comics. Everything counts! Buy it all! We're already off track. Peter Parker is bitten by a genetically modified spider and gets superpowers. He generally makes things sticky for some animal-themed criminals and makes a scientist named Norman Osborn particularly irate. Norman spends his time split between trying to engineer a spider that replicates Peter's abilities and turning into a gigantic fire-breathing goblin creature. Because you have to exercise your mind and your body, you know? Now, bear in mind that the reinvented modern characters of the Ultimate Universe in the early 2000s were almost entirely as white and straight as their original counterparts. But in 2008, something shocking happened. Actual self-reflection from the comics industry that made them question their decisions? <laughs> of course not. Outside socio-political factors that they reacted to. In 2008, Barack Obama was about to be elected as President of the United States, and Marvel started to reconsider the true position of power in the US. What if Spider-Man wasn't white? In 2011, Miles Morales debuts in Ultimate Spider-Man. He's half African-American, half Puerto Rican, a 13-year-old boy from a working-class family in Brooklyn. This is it. This is the kid who reflects modern New York. A smart, quiet, but caring young man who has a strong relationship with his friend Ganke. Ganke is what you'd get if you crossed a porg with a sentient cat video that loved Lego. Just the purest, lovable kid. But Miles' uncle is just the worst. The worst. Have you ever suddenly had posts from a relative turn up at your address and then notice your parents giving each other odd looks and you realise family is more complicated than you thought? Miles' uncle, Aaron Davis, steals from criminals. 
not in a cool Robin Hood way, but in a scavengy, steal their technology to make him stronger or sell on the black market way. The worst. Miles' dad Jefferson is, unsurprisingly, discontent with his brother's lifestyle. He and Aaron got into trouble together as kids, but Aaron only went deeper into criminal activities. We can assume they were previously acting out towards the kind of horrible parents who would name their son after the President of the Confederate States. Miles wins a lottery to get the last place in a charter school, and while celebrating, he goes to tell his uncle. Who, may we remind you, is the worst? Aaron has returned from breaking into an abandoned Oscorp to steal some science stuff. And remember how we mentioned that Norman Osborn had been trying to engineer a spider to create more spider powers? Well, a spider just happened to hitch a ride in Aaron's duffel bag, and it bites Miles. Miles realises he has powers and instantly tells Ganke, because Miles tells Ganke every time he sneezes. He saves some people from a fire, but it's all a bit much for a kid, and Miles makes the decision to try to live a normal life. After all, there's already a Spider-Man. Uh, about that... Peter Parker dies, saving his family from an enraged Green Goblin. And after talking to Gwen Stacy at Peter's funeral, Miles learns about power and the coming of responsibility with it. So to honour Peter's legacy, and to make sure New York stays protected, Miles becomes the new Spider-Man. But could he ever match up to the original one? Hello, Miles. So pleased you could make it. Pleased as punch. It's an idiom. We're not going to attack you. Unless you're into that? We're so pleased you can make it. Well, I woke up here. Sleeping on the job? Not a good start. I was knocked out. Knocked out on the job? Even worse than sleeping. If you were knocked up on the job, you'd have some rights, but this just won't do. This is at least the second weirdest kidnapping I've ever been a part of. This is not a kidnapping. It's a kid awakening. We need you to think about things. Like being Spider-Man. Do you think it's wrong that I'm Spider-Man? Not wrong, but not completely right. It's more like you're what's left. Do you not think the costume is in poor taste? I don't really taste the mask that often. We already have a Spider-Man. Can you do what he does? He does whatever a spider can. Can you breathe underwater like the diving bell spider? No. Can you secrete 3,000 eggs? Can the other guy? The song says so. And songs have never lied. I have the proportional strength of a spider. I don't know what proportional means, but it sounds strong. Can you tie me up? I have increased speed, durability, and agility. Can you uh, tie us both up? Do. Go on. I can turn invisible. So can any woman applying for a job. I have a venom sting, so I can send a bioelectric shock to an enemy or to technology. Can the other guy do that? He can't. Is there anything else? I speak Spanish. Ah, yes. The Spanish. We were wondering where, where exactly you're from. New York. We mean more where are, where are your parents from? We've always been in Brooklyn. It's just your Brooklyn seems a little different to my Brooklyn, you know? Sure, yeah. I'm I'm from an alternate universe Brooklyn called Ultimate Universe rather than the Universe 616. Look, what we're getting at is... No, leave it! Abort! Abort! See, I have a lot to offer that the other guy just can't do. That's the problem. You're making him look bad. Miles doesn't have the ability to produce spider silk, so it's up to spy agency S.H.I.E.L.D. to give him some new threads. A new black and red costume solidifies his identity as the new Spider-Man. But publicly saving people's lives comes at a cost. 
Aaron saw the spider bite Miles, and so when he sees a new Spider-Man in town, he puts four and four together to make eight legs that he wants to take advantage of. He blackmails Miles into helping him imprison his old crime partner, Scorpion, in a power play with the aim of becoming the new kingpin of crime. Miles eventually stands up to Aaron, but in the ensuing fight, an errand venom sting causes a car to explode, killing his uncle. So he's a little reticent to get back into the swing of things, but Captain America and the Ultimates, the Ultimate Universe version of the Avengers, agree to train Miles to be the best Spider-Man he can be. The US completely falls apart, puts people in camps, and faces a second civil war. But Captain America becomes the new president and fixes everything. We're about a month away from Chris Evans putting on his old costume and trying that in real life. During the occupation of New York by some violent anti-government revolutionaries called Hydra, Jefferson manages to kill a group of Hydra agents, garnering unwanted press and a suspicion that he's the new Spider-Man. This causes the Venom symbiote to target Miles' family, and when police try shooting at the puddle of black goop, Miles' mother, Rio, is caught in the crossfire. Miles does manage to stop Venom, but decides to quit being Spider-Man. But will his friends find a way to bring him back into the world of superheroics? This episode is brought to you by Spider-Space. Have you just been given spider powers, but don't know how to attract villains? Are your handmade, do you want to be my nemesis, notes just not cutting it? The solution is to ensnare more people in your web page. Spider-Space is your all-in-one solution for designing and hosting a professional-looking web page to make as many people want to beat you up as possible. It's incredibly easy to use. Its dashboard and options for design can be used by a school child who has no time for class. Or an adult who breaks computers just by looking at them. Go to spiderspace.com forward slash classroom to start your free trial and get 10% off of your first website purchase. Spiderspace. Spin a new web. Miles quits being Spider-Man for a year, but is convinced by a female clone of Peter Parker to help her bring down a mother-daughter crime duo who can fire explosive energy blasts from their hands. How's that non-convoluted universe going? Laurie and Lana Baumgartner are the bombshells. Laurie is an abusive parent who forces Lana into criminal activities, which is potentially marginally easier to work through in therapy than being abused for not being smart enough or for being too smart or for pulling a face. Then Miles accidentally reveals that he's Spider-Man to his dad. Because he's a busy lad, out saving New York from a planet-eating alien who's been transported to his dimension due to a break in the time stream caused by a time-travelling alternate universe Wolverine. No, really, how's that universe going? So, you can forgive him for being a little cavalier with the secret identity. But after saving the day, he returns home to find his dad gone, and it doesn't look like he's coming back. Miles is down. He feels guilty about keeping his identity a secret from his girlfriend, for his perceived failures as Spider-Man, and often visits his family home in the hopes that his dad will be there. Instead, he finds his Spider-Dad ransacking his apartment, because somehow Peter Parker has come back to life and he wants his web shooters back. Parker is apparently potentially immortal, and whilst he did basically die, he's rejuvenated without his family knowing, so now he's back to be Spider-Man again. Miles and Peter fight a returning Green Goblin together, and then Peter leaves with his family, passing the torch to Miles. Because Miles Morales has always been the Spider-Man defined by choice. Parker's Spider-Man out of a sense of guilt. He has to be a hero, because if he isn't, someone else could get hurt, like he let his uncle get hurt. But Miles chooses to replace Spider-Man, because he's inspired, and because he believes it's important. 
It's why he can choose to stop being Spider-Man for a year. And it's why his ultimate gift to Peter is finally giving him that choice to stop being Spider-Man. Jefferson comes back into Miles' life and tells him about his own past as a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Jefferson's the answer to the question, what if James Bond were black? His son would be Spider-Man? I would watch that movie. Jefferson used to be an agent undercover as an enforcer for Wilson Fisk, the biggest crime lord in the city. And finding out about Miles has made him re-experience the trauma of his double life that he didn't properly deal with. Believing that only good things can come from revealing his secret identity, Miles tells his girlfriend Katie Bishop that he's Spider-Man. But it turns out that her parents are in Hydra, and they kidnap him so that an evil superpower dictator can experiment on him. Miles manages to escape, defeat Hydra, and break up with his girlfriend, which is a pretty intense day. And then the ultimate universe is destroyed due to other dimensional beings deciding to destroy every world in the Marvel multiverse. And due to declining seals. And that. But somehow, various realities fuse together to create a new world where some wars will happen in secret. Except they aren't a secret because it was all part of a highly publicised publishing crossover which lasted eight months. And Miles Morales gives an all-powerful being a hamburger. We swear, all of it is that good. We're going to tell you about it someday. Please stop threatening to do that. The core Marvel Comics universe is brought back into being, and with it is Miles Morales, his friends and family. Including his mum! All because he gave a man a burger. It was probably a very good burger. History has been altered so that Miles has always existed in the Marvel universe, where there are now two Spider-Men, Miles Morales and Peter Parker. Jefferson knows that Miles is Spider-Man, but they're keeping it a secret from Rio. Miles is now a part of the Avengers. As noted in our Avengers episode. And he has a close friendship with the two other young members, Nova and Ms. Marvel. He lets Ms. Marvel know his secret identity, but then by this point, who doesn't know it? Guys, I just saw... You won't... Miles is Spider-Man! Oh, wow. That's... You knew! Yeah. I mean, that makes sense, Ganke. You're his best friend. But what about you, Miles' new roommate? Fabio Medina, aka Gold Balls? So cool because your mutant power means you can shoot golden balls out of your body? That's a weird way to talk to me. Did you know? Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, Lana. What's wrong? He found out. Ugh, finally. She knows. Do his parents know? Yes. yes. The Avengers? Yes. yes. Are we talking about how Miles is Spider-Man? You all knew? Yeah, Miles is terrible at keeping secrets. How's that rash going? Damn it, Miles. Miles quickly becomes a core part of the wacky Marvel Universe crossover shenanigans. He teams up with and flirts with a Spider-Woman from another dimension to find his dad who's been kidnapped whilst working as a super spy. A clairvoyant superpowered being has a vision of Miles killing Captain America as part of the newest good guys fighting each other brouhaha. It doesn't happen. Miles rightly leaves the Avengers to get away from their nonsense and to focus on the simplicity of being a teenager with the proportional strength of a spider. But Laurie Baumgartner is released from prison and immediately returns to abusing Lana and forcing her to join a sinister group of six villains. Spider-Man historically doesn't bat an eyelid at fighting six villains because spiders don't have eyelids. And because villains are constantly forming teams of six to fight him. You wouldn't want to play board games against Spider-Man because he'd always roll sixes. But this is Miles' first time fighting a Sinister Six, and their new leader, the Iron Spider, has a lot to be confident about. 
It's Miles' uncle, Aaron. The worst! Who has not only managed to scavenge a new outfit, but a new life as well. Miles once again makes a difficult choice to fight Aaron and the Sinister Six on top of the decommissioned shield helicarrier that they have stolen. He wins the fight, but in the process almost dies. His family and friends all visit him in the hospital and confirm that every choice Miles has ever made has been worth it. Over these seven years, all of Miles' solo comics have been written by Brian Bendis, but from December 2018, a new writer, Saladin Ahmed, will be writing a new Spider-Man comic alongside artist Javier Garon. And hopefully, it'll be the first of many, as Miles stays in the Marvel Universe and outlives us all. This episode of Comic Book Classroom was written by Michael Eckett and Amy Garvey and is produced by Robin Harmon. Music is written and performed by the Sheridans. Our logo was created by Blair Ingalls. New episodes come out monthly, and you can subscribe to them on Apple Podcasts or your podcast supplier of choice. For more information and to see what we're up to, you can find us on Twitter as at comicbookclass, on Instagram as comicbook underscore classroom, and you can email us at classroomcomicbook at gmail.com. Join us next time on Comic Book Classroom as we take our first look up in the sky at Superman.